Hey there, gamers and adventurers. Today is the day you've been waiting for. The epic boss fight has arrived, and it's packed with non-stop action and adrenaline. But before we dive into the heart-pounding battle, we want to give a big thanks to all of you explorers who've joined us on this incredible journey. Your support has been the driving force behind this podcast, and we truly appreciate each and every one of you. And now it's time to brace yourselves, because the adventure is about to begin. Welcome to Uncharted Territory, a podcast that takes you on an epic adventure into a world where anything is possible. In this series, we follow the story of a fast food worker who has a passion for an RPG game. He has been playing it since... forever? But his life takes a drastic turn when a mysterious update pulls him into the game itself. As he battles for his life, he discovers secrets that will rock his world and change his fate. This is episode 11. The boss fight begins. The boss arena was a large, flat area about 30 minutes away from the house. While the ground itself may have been flat, it was also the most heavily wooded section of the forest I could find within an hour of the house. I already had a couple dozen campfires spread out pretty far from each other to maximize the area I could be in while still gaining the buff from them. That was figured out by simply walking around until the buff disappeared placing down a new campfire, and repeating the process. But, aside from the campfires, there wasn't really anything else there to make the place look like a boss arena. If anything, it didn't look like one at all, with just how many trees were in the way. And that was exactly how I wanted it. Night officially began about fifteen minutes after arriving at the boss arena, I could tell, since Mimic lunged at the first zombie to crawl out of the ground before it even finished standing up straight. <laughs> Somebody's excited, I joked. Though, that was just how Mimic always was, never wasting a single second to kill any hostile monster in sight. And while Mimic handled the first zombies, I buffed up with some food and the toughness potion that increased my total defense by ten. Now... With each passing minute, that sensation of being watched grew stronger and stronger. It was honestly pretty unsettling. I felt the boss's presence before I could ever see it. It was out there, waiting for the right time. The closer we got to that time, the more intensely I felt its presence, like I was being watched. Deep breaths, I told myself. Don't panic. You've got this. The stronger that feeling of being watched grew, the harder it became to stay confident. Then, I remembered that kiss God gave me. Remembering the warmth from that kiss was enough to calm me down, and the desire to kick the boss's ass and return back to her overwhelmed the anxiety I felt with ease. When Mimic returned to my side during a lull of zombie spawns, I gave it another couple of pats on the top of its body and said, We've got this. Ignore the small eyes that spawn, all right? I want you to focus on the boss. Don't worry about anything else. Mimic made another noise and then tried to lick my face, 
but I blocked its tongue with my arm. Eh, not after you ate more zombies. I never saw a tongue retract back into a body with such sad energy before, but that was what Mimic's tongue did. And then I felt my heart skip a beat. A sense of dread filled my gut, telling me it was time. And that was confirmed when I looked up and saw a massive, round silhouette flying around in the night sky. Ready, Mimic? I asked, pulling my axe off my back. Even Mimic must have been able to tell that the fight was about to go down, since it gave off a concentrated feeling that I never felt from it before. A few moments later, and a loud, undulating wail came from above. It was time for the fight to begin. The boss, a giant flying eye, descended to beneath the forest canopy, landing in the only spot open enough to fit its massive body. The Watcher was the boss's name. In the vanilla game, it was simply a boss with two phases, and it also looked more like a normal giant eyeball would, with large red veins spread out across the eye, which then turned into trailing tails behind it. But this eye was not that color. Rather, the eye's sclera was still white, but its pupil was black and its iris red. The veins running over the surface of the eye looked even more engorged as they pulsated, and they were also darker, almost black. In other words, it was the modded version of the boss, which changed graphics when one of the other mods' enhanced difficulty mode was enabled. The world just kept on getting harder and harder, it seemed. But that didn't change that I was going to win. The first phase of both fights was more or less the same. The boss was going to follow me around at a pretty slow speed, trying to bump into me while spawning smaller eyes that would home in on me with pretty decent speed. And it was during this phase that I wanted to deal as much damage as possible to make the next phase as short as possible. First, though, I had to see what the boss was going to do. It was officially in a forest where it had barely any space to move around. Was it going to be stuck, clip through the trees, or just knock them over? The answer was... knock them over. The boss flew straight at me, knocking every tree in its path down. The trees that were knocked down fell to the forest floor and broke into a bunch of wooden logs, which was reassuring since it meant that... No matter how much damage bosses caused to the environment, the items themselves wouldn't get destroyed. Bad news, though, was that there was no health bar like in the original game. I figured as much, since none of the monsters up until now had visible health bars, but I was really hoping the bosses would at least still have them. But no, the world didn't want to give me that. Really making me work for it, huh? I said speaking to whatever might have been listening. Meanwhile, Mimic lunged at the boss and crashed straight into its pupil before dropping down. The eye then contracted a little as if it was in pain, but that attack alone wouldn't be anywhere near enough to kill it. 
we needed to do a lot more damage still. Or, alternatively, we just had to hurt it until it died. Those two things might have sounded the same, but they weren't. As the eye approached me, slightly slowed by the trees in its way, I swung my axe into the tree next to me. I made sure to cut it just as I practiced during my experiments to get the falling directions right. After just a few hits from my axe, the tree broke off from its stump and fell directly toward the eye, crashing onto the top of its body and knocking it down into the ground. A wail of pain came from within the eye. Even though I didn't do anything that could deal damage to the boss, I still did something that hurt it. And while the boss was on the ground, recovering from the pain, I got close enough to switch to my flamethrower just in time to get both the eye and the first two smaller eyes that spawned from it. The smaller eyes just straight up slithered out from the eye's surface, which was pretty disturbing to see, but it didn't matter. I caught the boss and its two mini-eyes on fire. Ticks of damage alternating between ones and twos appeared above each enemy about four times per second for as long as I was holding down the trigger of my flamethrower, and the damage continued ticking away at them even as I stopped, thanks to the debuff from being on fire. The smaller eyes, in too much pain from being on fire to concentrate on flying toward me, flew off in random directions, while I ran over to another tree and pulled my axe out. Meanwhile, Mimic kept on attacking the eye by doing its usual pattern of three jumps followed by a lunge. Each jump attack did a decent amount of damage, and then the lunge did even more. Normally, those basic jumps wouldn't be able to reach the boss due to its flying over the ground, but getting knocked down by the tree forced it into Mimic's range. But the battle wasn't over yet. Still on fire as the eye finally got back up and tried flying toward me again, it wasn't able to get close before I sent another tree crashing down onto it, forcing it against the ground once again as an even louder wail of pain reached my ears. While the boss was left recovering from pain again, I ran up to it once more to bring out my flamethrower and light both it and the smaller eye spawns on fire. The plan was working way more effectively than I thought it would. I didn't consider that keeping the boss knocked down to the ground would give Mimic the perfect opportunity to attack it over and over again without relying only on lunges. But it worked. At least, it worked until the boss reached its next phase. If I remembered right, with the enhanced difficulty mod... The boss reached its second phase at around 60% health remaining. We were able to get it that low that quickly thanks to Mimic, but the chances of Mimic being as useful during the next two phases were pretty low. The Watcher, still pretty shaky from having two trees dropped on top of it followed by being lit on fire, lifted up off the ground to fly above the trees. Its body then spun in the air a few times as it let out a wail which sounded more clear than before thanks to its mouth actually opening up. This was the boss's true form. 
The iris that previously made up most of the front of its eye shrunk in size and slid upward away from the center. At the same time, several more irises popped up across the surface of the eye to give it sight in every direction, while the eye itself split open to reveal a massive mouth inside of it. Each one of the jagged fangs inside of the boss's mouth were as large as I was. Thinking about it, in the game, getting hit by the boss in that form would just knock the player back like any damage would do. But here? It was entirely possible that even just getting hit once by its mouth would give it the chance to grab onto me and tear me apart, almost instantly killing me. Or maybe it would just try to swallow me whole. Whatever it might try, I wasn't going to let it win. The Watcher with a wail even more intimidating than before, charged back down into the forest and tore through several trees at once without any issue. It was time for the next phase of my plan. Phase one. Drop trees onto a slow-moving boss and light it on fire. Unfortunately, the trees didn't kill it. One of the experiments I did involved whether or not environmental damage such as falling trees, could actually damage and kill monsters. Some unfortunate slimes were my test subjects. I chopped down trees, had them fall onto slimes, and watched as the slimes instantly died and exploded into their usual loot, without any damage numbers ever popping up to signify damage being done. In the game, lava was the only source of environmental damage that could hurt monsters, and even that came with showing damage numbers above their heads. But this world was realistic enough that other forms of environmental damage could hurt them as well. Phase two? Run away. It wasn't possible to outrun the boss at the speed it was capable of flying at. Normally, and without accessories. But being in the forest made it possible... Each tree it crashed through slowed it down just a little bit. Between the trees and the boss occasionally switching to focus on Mimic instead, I was able to keep a healthy distance between me and it. That was one of the most useful parts about having a battle pet, or just any form of companion to fight with. While monsters and bosses would still prioritize the player 90% of the time, they would occasionally switch over to focus on the companions, which gave the player a bit of breathing room to either heal up or get some free attacks in. And I didn't waste those opportunities. Each time I had an opening, I got in several arrows that got stuck inside of its sclera and caused it to shriek out in more pain. Then, the trouble began. The boss started to actually perform its new move that came with the second phase— and that was a series of fast-paced charges which were impossible to outrun, even with the trees getting in the way. The only way to avoid getting hit was by actually dodging them. Each charge also spawned multiple of the smaller eyes that would home in on me. One or two would occasionally target Mimic instead, but they would basically just kill themselves on Mimic by flying into it. The ones that targeted me were dealt with by switching to my flamethrower and spraying them with blazing slime as soon as they got close. And the eyes weren't the only things I was setting on fire. 
I was going to burn the whole damn forest down. Whenever I wasn't taking pot shots at the boss or burning down the smaller eyes, I targeted the trees I was running past. Letting the boss get close enough for me to use a short-ranged flamethrower against it to light it on fire was too risky. But it wasn't too risky to light all the trees it kept on flying through on fire. Why? Because it passed on the fire debuff. In the game, fire didn't spread between enemies, and setting the environment on fire wasn't possible. In this world, as I discovered during my experiments, it was possible for some debuffs, such as fire, to spread between enemies, and it was also possible to set the environment itself on fire. This also meant that the environment could spread its fire to enemies, and vice versa. Now, it took a lot to spread. Two things couldn't just bump into each other and spread fire. That was also why Mimic didn't catch on fire, despite attacking the boss while it was on fire. They were never in contact long enough for it to spread. However, when it came to crashing into a bunch of different trees that were on fire thanks to me, it was pretty easy for them to catch the boss on fire. The bad news was that I wasn't able to spend the time chopping trees down any longer, and the boss was too fast to get hit by them falling anyways. While I might not have been able to see the boss's remaining health, I still had a pretty good feeling it was dropping way slower than I would have liked it to. But at the same time, something seemed off, in a good way. The longer the eye burned for, the weaker it seemed. Parts of the sclera burned through to the point where red flesh was visible underneath it, and the boss's movements felt more erratic than ever before. Sloppy, even. Every single one of its charges should have been straight, but they wobbled around and would sometimes go slightly off track. The boss must have been in pretty serious pain if that was the case. I might have felt just a tiny bit bad for it, if it didn't want to kill me. That aside, I wished I had some bombs. If I had some bombs, I would have been able to do something similar to how I tamed Mimic. I could throw the bombs while being charged at, and they would explode inside of the boss's body. While it wouldn't deal that much damage relative to its health, I was sure it would deal a ton of non-health damage to it. Having a bomb set off inside of its body couldn't be good for its health. That sort of strategy might be pretty useful against future bosses, though, once I had a supply of bombs to use against them. But for now, the boss changed focuses. The Watcher turned to face Mimic and charged at it while Mimic was in the middle of lunging at it. Mimic, stop! I shouted. But Mimic wasn't able to change direction in the middle of the lunge, nor was it able to stop one early. Mimic flew right into the boss's mouth, and the boss closed its mouth around my companion as soon as it was inside. I was ready to shout more to tell Mimic that I was coming and going to get it out of there, but I stopped when I heard the boss making its damaged sound effect over and over and over again. Then I noticed the damage numbers popping up over its body. 123, 131, 126, 185. Jump, jump, jump. Lunge! 
The numbers lined up with Mimic's attacks. Three smaller attacks and then one bigger one. By trapping Mimic inside of its mouth, all the boss did was give Mimic a free ride and easy access to spam attack it, causing the boss to shake and wail out in greater pain than before. Distracted by the relentless attacks from inside its own body, the boss thrashed around within the forest, barging into more of the flaming trees to set itself on fire while spinning around to try and shake Mimic out from its body. I wasn't sure if Mimic was safe inside of the boss like that, but I did know that the quickest way to make sure Mimic was safe was to kill the boss as fast as I could. So I kept on shooting arrows into the oversized eyeball while Mimic ruined its day from the inside. Any other tamed monster normally available at the level I was at would have died within just a couple of attacks from the boss, and I doubted they would survive being literally inside of its body. But Mimics had almost as much health as an early boss, while having over twice as much defense. I doubted that Mimic would be able to deal much damage after the first phase, given how agile the boss was. But I couldn't have been more wrong about that. The damage Mimic was dealing was insane. But it didn't last. The boss flew up above the trees once more and opened its mouth wide open while facing downward before shaking Mimic loose, causing my companion to drop to the ground like a sack of rocks. That didn't hurt Mimic as far as I could tell, but it looked like it should have, given the fact that Mimic made a small crater in the ground where it landed. Mimic! You all right? I shouted out, wanting some confirmation that it was all right even if I was sure Mimic was fine. Mimic turned its body and waved its tongue at me, so I took that as good enough confirmation. More importantly, a series of wails erupted out from the boss's mouth, and that was when I remembered that the enhanced difficulty mod gave every single boss an enraged mode that they only went into once they were under 20% health. We were almost there. There was just a little bit more to go. I didn't even get hit once. But Mimic was hit a few times, and also trapped inside of the boss's mouth for a bit there. So I had no idea how Mimic's health was faring. I also couldn't remember what the boss's enrage phase was like, since I only dealt with it a couple of times before, and was pretty sure that I only defeated it through luck because of how much of a bullet hell it turned the boss into. And when the boss disappeared from above the trees, only to teleport behind me with a wail and a swarm of pulsating smaller eyes shooting at me, I decided it was time to start running again. Thanks for joining us, brave adventurers. You've just caught a glimpse of the epic boss fight. Don't worry, the excitement isn't over yet. Come back next Friday for the epic conclusion. See you then.
Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of uncharted territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of uncharted territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, tweet at us at utpod-we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.